Once in royal David's city stood a lowly cattle shed, where a mother lay her baby in a manger for his bed. Mary was that mother. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Father and Dad, where we give you a candid inside look at the shared journey of a seminarian on his path to fatherhood and his dad. I'm Dad, P.J. Carraher. And I'm Father, God willing, Stephen Carraher, his son. Yes, and so Stephen, welcome back to uh, the world of the talking here yeah. as you uh, you uh, uh, were on the 30-day uh, retreat. Of course, the first uh, question is, is, what the heck were you thinking? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just got back from a 30-day silent retreat up in, uh, in South Dakota, which is a very great place to do a silent retreat because there's nothing around. And if yeah. you want to run... You got to run a long time before you reach civilization. So, um, no, but it was great. So, uh, yeah, tell me, tell me, like, the, the you know, because the first questions that mom and I had were like just the mechanics of that. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, what what was it like? What was a, uh, your daily day like? And, the, and I guess you mentioned there was like a 10 day pattern or a weekly pattern or something. Yeah, or, absolutely. Yeah. So, we, it wasn't just 30 days where they're like, okay, go off in the woods and good luck. They gave us yeah. a, a program of life to live uh, during the 30 days. So, each of us received received uh so we weren't allowed to talk but we did have a spiritual director mm -hmm. uh and we talk every day with him just about how prayer was going and okay. uh just everything that would come up uh and uh so yeah we'd meet for him uh with about about like 45 minutes each day okay um and then we would have uh, four different holy hours during the day so each oh. hour we'd be given a scripture passage um our spiritual directors would give us a scripture passage to read uh, for the hour and uh, just kind of like a program of prayer mm -hmm. starting off with um, uh, just kind of uh, calling to mind like where we've been, you know, calling to mind uh, our divine sonship and how the father looks on us. And then uh, kind of going into the meat and potatoes of the prayer, uh, you know, uh, engaging with the scripture passage. It's very, what, what I was doing was a, a, an Ignatian retreat. So it's a prayer. Yeah. Retreat. So it's a, re it's a retreat based on the exercises of St. Ignatius of okay. Loyola, okay. founder of the Jesuits. And he was a big proponent of what's called imaginative prayer, okay. which is prayer that uh, attempts to put you into uh, the, the actual stories of scripture. Okay. So you're using, uh, you know, it's, it comes to the belief that, uh, you know, the powers, the faculties that we've been given are given from God and, and God can, can enter into those faculties as we use them to, uh, you know, to communicate with us. Mm -hmm. uh, so by putting ourselves into the scripture passage, by imagining, you know, ourselves as either characters in the story or as people who are looking at the story on the outside, you know, we can hear the things that these people are saying. We can smell the smells, see the sights that they've seen. Um, and we can even, you know, talk to people who, uh, you know, are in the scene, you know, we could talk yeah. to Jesus, we could talk to Mary and Joseph, yeah. if it's something like the nativity or, yeah. you know, talk to his apostles and his disciples. Um, so it was definitely a very interesting, uh, type of prayer. One that I don't think a lot of people are very used to. So no. <laughs> having, having 30 days of, of it, you know, you, you know, first couple of days, you kind of are getting used to the whole thing, but really, yeah. you know, through, through that time of prayer, 
uh, and and that increase of intimacy, it really does become easier, and it's it's a very beautiful. Couple questions: Did yeah. you then? Did you know to prep beforehand to, to like? prep for this this wasn't something foreign to you or was it was it a foreign concept yeah so this it definitely definitely throughout my time in seminary before i entered seminary i had no i really had no idea what this was at all um but uh kind of throughout the course of seminary you know you you kind of you know rub elbows with with these kind of spiritual giant giants like saint ignatius you talk Mm -hmm. about you know saint francis saint dominic you hear about all their different uh spiritualities so I, it was something that I was familiar with, but not something that I had a lot of, you know, okay. intimate knowledge. You just, know, yeah, just brain. wondering. So yeah, this, yeah. So it definitely, it, it definitely was something that, um, you know, and so this 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 retreat is actually it's designed for like Jesuits in the order. They'll uh, they'll take this retreat uh. three times during their life as Jesuits. Oh. Um, like once at the beginning, I think once in the middle, and once at the end. I don't quote me on that, <laughs> Jesuits. I'm sorry, but um. Uh, 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 so it's, it's a certain spirituality and it was, it, the, uh, it's beautiful that the seminary was given us, the seminary gave us the opportunity to go on this retreat. So it's, it's part of the program at Sacred Heart. That's not every seminary okay. will do it, but Sacred Heart gives us the opportunity to go on this 30 day silent retreat. Um, and it's, it was an absolute blessing. I was very glad I got okay, to go so on let it. Okay. So let me, let me ask, I'm assuming uh, you, we got into a little bit of the mechanics there, yeah. but what was there a fo- there was a focus right it was and, and I'm assuming that focus was presented by the the spiritual your spiritual director so what was what was that focus for the yeah the sure days? so kind of it kind of chance this I kind of have to go back to the mechanics again but yeah that's fine um uh, but basically how the retreat is set up uh, and which is the exercises of Saint Ignatius who who wrote them for you know uh, you know the people of his order. Um, is it's a four week kind of, uh, they, they split up the 30 days in four, like what they call weeks. And, uh, basically throughout these weeks, you're kind of going through the life of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're praying, you know, you're, you're kind of beginning the retreat by recalling your, you know, who you are, you know, that you're a beloved son of the father. Uh, You spend the next couple of days kind of recalling like where you are in terms of like your sinfulness, recognizing your need for a savior. Mm -hmm. And then very beautifully, it brings you to, uh, the nativity and it, oh. and it leads you from that point, the nativity all throughout Christ's life. So you yeah. see him, you know, you'll, you'll be with him during the nativity. You're with him during the visitation and the, the presentation and the finding of Jesus in the temple. And then you start seeing his miracles and his, you know, he's gaining apostles, gaining his disciples. And then we go through, there's a whole entire week that's dedicated to the passion. We go through, yeah. we go through it very yeah. like step by step. Yeah. And then like, we we go over that uh, over and over again just to see just just once again not not maybe for like the you know masochistic just kind no, of no, 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 but, but really just yeah. kind of uh, it's well livid is kind of yeah, what exactly. you were saying with livid. the mechanic like, like you put yourself there yeah, what it's was so it? beautiful to see just yeah. how much like Christ loved us and and it's really beautiful being there imaginatively as well because you can mm-hmm. you can hear it you could see it you see it, you feel the pain that he felt you see the pain that he experienced yeah. for us and just. Just like seeing just how wonderful that love is is just like absolutely life changing. Yeah. Uh, and then the whole whole last week is kind of like a little bit of a cool down for the retreat, and sure. you're, and you're going into the resurrection, and you're you know trying to experience that joy and that goodness that comes from uh, Christ's resurrection, and it kind of leaves you. It kind of it's kind of funny. I talk with uh, talk with a bunch of guys as well. It's um, uh, kind of after the retreat, it kind of feels like it doesn't really end. Like there's no like. Well, yeah, no, that like, actually kind of though brings up something I wanted to follow up with you yeah. on, uh, and I'll I'll do it right now. And that is, I'm going to back up and talk a little bit first. And that is, is a lot of times in my life, I think, man, if I just give myself a weekend or a week to do this, I can knock this big job done. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
And it always turns out you can't do it all at once. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned in life that if you have a big job, yes, you can do some chunks, but you have to put yourself into a process that you're going to carry forward. Mm-hmm. Meaning, oh, right? Like so it needs to become part of your daily life or your weekly life mm-hmm. that you've, yes, you still need these retreats to focus, but the getting the job done is the day to day. So that's what I wanted to throw to you. What is the what is the day to day or the week to week, or is there one that you've taken out of this? That's, that's yeah, that's yeah. a really good question because definitely coming into seminary, I was you know I was kind of of the mindset of like man, I was kind of like yeah. how you looked at like how you deal with projects at work. I was kind of thinking about how I needed to deal with my spiritual life. You know, yeah. if only you know I'm in a bad, I feel like I'm in a bad place right now. But if only I had a weekend, I had a couple yeah. of days, I'll work on it really hard, and then I'll be good. I'll be set. But like, and and I'm sure there's a lot of people that can, uh, you know, sympathize and 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 because we've all a lot of us have been through this experiences. Yeah. Uh, you go through those times and you go through these these lo- these periods, like, especially if you th- I thought about I think about retreats that I've been on at college or retreats yeah. that other people have been in in college where you had this really awesome and like really intense experience of like prayer and you're like yes this is it I'm good but then like after the <laughs> retreat you kind of it kind of hits right. you like a brick wall and you're going right. back to your you know going back to your old ways and it really is I kind of like how you described it as a process because yeah. um and what this is really beautiful is um kind of going into this retreat I've had the benefit of the 3 years of seminary and I'll tell you what you can you know sometimes spirit the spiritual life feels like you're sprinting a lot of times very often feels like a marathon and seminary is a marathon you know <laughs> it is it is 8 to 6 years you know you cannot pretend yeah. like you're pious for 6 to 8 years <laughs> like it, the walls will come down but yeah. it's it's all about what we call building what we call building the virtues building yeah. uh, habits yes. yes you know it's not about like you know, oh, I'm going to spend a whole day. I'm just going to be completely disconnected. I'm going to be silent. I'm going to be praying. And then I'm good for the week. No, no, no. Yeah. It's all about coming to prayer every single day. Right. It's about making that commitment. Um, and yeah, there's going to be times in seminary and in life where you experience that intense, those intense moments of prayer. I think about, you know, different retreats that I've been on in mm-hmm. seminary. We, we've been on like five-day silent retreats, eight-day silent retreats, and now this 30-day silent <laughs> retreat. This is a little bit, it's like sprinting a marathon. But um, uh, uh, but yeah, coming out of it, it's it's kind of brought just a new sense of intimacy with with our Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of a, a being able to say like, yes, I have journey with Christ through, you know, his birth, through his, um, you know, growing up as, you know, his his uh, hidden years through, yeah. um you know, his time, his very intimate time with his disciples and his apostles, his time preaching and healing, uh, all the way up to his passion, his death, and then joyfully his resurrection. You know, I've, I've been there and I've lived with him through those in those 30 days. And from that, I've taken through like, you know, when I, when I read scripture now, like I can, I, you know, it's not as abstract to me, you know, I can recall certain moments, you know, in my prayer at the 30 day silent retreat where I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when Mary Magdalene said this, or like, Oh yeah, yeah. I remember exactly how Peter was describing to me how he felt during this situation. Or, you know, oh yeah, that's right. I was I was in the crowd listening to this, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that yeah. is a hard saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it becomes you know it brings it really brings scriptures alive. Yeah. Um, and and through that, there's just so much life in it. So that's what I've taken from it is just like a new sense of life from especially a scriptural standpoint, new sense of life in in my prayer life as well. Um, I, I was talking to my spiritual director had been on the exercises, oh, maybe about like 15 years ago. And he said like every single day there's, it, it might be something small. It might be something big, but like every single day, something up from his 30 day silent retreat comes yeah. up to him in prayer. 
Um, and that's, that's kind of really the sense that I get from talking to a lot of priests and a lot of other people who have been on this retreat is just how, you know, just how long, you know, you're, we're pondering all these things that we've, you know, we've received on this retreat. So it was an absolute blessing to be able to go on it, to spend that, that intimate time. Yeah. And it's, it's special too, that you have that opportunity now to, to, I mean, 30 days, that's a large chunk. To, it is a large chunk of time to, to, to take. So it's, it's, it's a blessing that you were able to, to do that. Oh so, yeah. No, it was a blessing um, to be able to do it. Before we move on, any, any closing thoughts on the, on the, it's awesome. I would definitely, if you're, if you're, if you listen to this and say like, I got to get in there, you know, I would, I would definitely say, okay, let's, let's hold, you know, do an eight day first. Maybe let's or, do yeah. an eight day first or, or maybe even just like a weekend. Yeah. 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 <laughs> because it's, it is a 30 days is a very long time. If you ever counted 30 days, kind of like felt it out. It's a very long time. Yeah. You had mentioned um, that to me at the start that yeah. you said, yeah, you would, had you not done prior. So oh, yeah, there, it would not be, it would not be a very pretty picture. Yeah. So yeah, just, I would really recommend, like I, like we said earlier, what's most important, you know, if you're, if this is something that's on your heart is really to, um, uh, is make sure that you cultivate, uh, like daily prayer. That yeah. is absolutely necessary. Like yeah. you can want, I, like, it's very, you know, we could look at the 30 day silent retreat and say like, yeah, that's a mountain that yeah. I want to climb. Like, yes, I want to, I want to win this merit badge or like, I want to get yeah. this like yeah. award, you know, that I've been on the silent retreat, but really like. You know, the benefit of the silent retreat is like, you know, after the silent retreat as well is just living in that, you know, living in that prayer. And that requires you to like come into the silent retreat with a built, you know, mm-hmm. habit of prayer with that built schedule of prayer already that you're faithful mm-hmm. to. So I would, I would really yeah, so say, almost like yeah. the starting steps would be, hey, get yourself in the habit of carving out X amount five of time. minutes, like five minutes like, a day, just quiet away and you'd say like oh yes oh five minutes i could do that easy like, uh, i want to you know, like i want to do the whole easier weekend said than done. yeah but you really like it's 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 all about be- being faithful being committed because there's going to be there there's there's days and i've gone through them where yeah. it's like you know you get to the end of the day and say like oh i didn't even pray yeah. like am i gonna pray now or am i just gonna go to bed and just like there are you know there are days that you know i catch myself in bed at night too yep. it's like oh, it's like oh i didn't, oh, I didn't, didn't do anything yeah, today yeah. yeah but uh <laughs> it's it's all about being faithful when you fall get back up and and yeah. and uh and just keep on developing that virtue of prayer excellent thanks um i wanted to move on and talk about uh, school you're heading back yeah. to school this heading week back. Second theology. Uh, so, so second theology. Uh, so, what is what does? The, so, so, let's let's put it in perspective, and yep. then let's talk about. It. So, you go through the the four years of theology, or, or this is called theology. Yeah, so You're, this is theology. The theology. last four years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so um, within that. We're looking at the second year. So what are we? What are we looking at? What? What's? what's sure. What's well, we're going to continue to uh, build upon the four pillars of formation, which are listed in the priestly uh, program for uh, formation. Yeah. Um, which are the academic pillar, the spiritual pillar, the human pillar, and the pastoral pillar. So, hmm. uh, just in all four of those pillars, they're looking for just an increase of you know, just kind of like stepping up the game a little bit in terms of like building, developing, cultivating virtues, and and seeing just more growth in those areas. So. Uh, in terms of academics, you know, we've kind of laid the groundwork in terms of theology one. So we've got yeah. all the really basic classes like Trinity and Christology, like very important ground, you know, ground yeah. level roots kind of questions of theology. So it's just a question of kind of continuing to nourish that seed that's been planted in us to continue to uh, just kind of fill out a little bit more theology. So we're taking a little bit more, some some more practical things like we're doing canon law. Uh-huh. It's kind of like the practical law of the church. We're, yeah. we're diving more into uh, Paul's letters. We're going to have a class. Where we're going to be examining that. Um, so just a different, and there's going to be a couple other classes as well, but just kind of building on that base that we got in, in first theology and the base that we also got, you know, studying philosophy for two to four years before right. 
Um, in terms of human formation, just again, just continuing to cultivate the the human virtues, you know, making sure that we wake up on time, that we have a good, a decent <laughs> no, sleep there's schedule. There's a lot to be said. There there's is. a lot to be said for that. Oh, yeah. yeah if you're is. not on a, a set schedule, things, well, like when you talked about prayer, if it's not part of yep. your daily, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to, some days you'll be right on and then some days you're going to be like, whoop. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's so important just to develop. Yeah. And that's also, uh, that's kind of what I wanted to say for the spiritual life as well yeah. is continuing to build that habit of prayer, making sure that, you know, that this is like, this is a commitment that you have. And this is, you know, this is like your spousal time. This is like your time with your yeah. engaged. Yes. You know, this is not, this is not some like joke off time. Not party you know? time. It's not party time. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. And then in, in pastoral, just kind of like, uh, once again, just kind of growing in confidence of your ability to, to be a pastor to people, to shepherd mm-hmm. people and to help people grow in their faith. Uh, and that's through different, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of tough in this world of, you know, age of COVID to find different ways to, to be yeah. to do apostolic yeah. work, but well, we're, we're going to find different ways. Uh, the, the, uh, the faculty and staff at Sacred Heart and other places are working very hard to try to figure out exactly yeah. how to, you know, how to deal with that here. But, um, but yeah, no, it's just a, just an opportunity to continue to grow, uh, pastorally and confidence. I'm curious, uh, as far as your uh, your class schedule. Yeah. Do you at any point, or in the in the second year or beyond, get um, flexibility on choosing? Let so you mentioned canon law. Maybe there's mm-hmm. an aspect of canon law that mm-hmm. you might be interested. So it d- does I'm assuming the bulk of your classes everybody's taking the same. But mm-hmm. are, are, is there a section of classes that? You get uh, what do you call it? Where you can choose? You yeah, know? it's uh, I think electives. Elective, yeah. thank you. Yes. Um, so it varies from seminary to seminary. Uh, so some places like they're, they're pretty much all that you take is just your core classes. They okay. give you, and I, I personally kind of like that because I really, sure yeah you don't have to I, think about I, it. You're just... I, I thought you know coming in because I came in from a secular university and yeah. I I loved picking my own classes. You know yeah. I got to pick which time it was at. Yeah. You know if it was at nine thirty oh it's too early. I got like anything that's before yeah, well, before it, ten what, is what too was, early. What was the first rule I gave you to college? It's like no eight a.m. No eight a.m. class. No eight a.m. And so and my, I I'll tell you what advice. I followed that rule. I followed that. Rule. <laughs> it soon became no th- no no nine thirty. You know, if if it was ten, if it was ten, that'd be the earliest class. Yeah. But like, so I was kind of like, oh, they're gonna pick my classes for me, like, yeah. Uh, but it's really nice because I don't have to. There was no like logging on to anything. They just gave me a sheet of paper and they told me where to go. It's like, <laughs> wow, this That's is true. Easy. There's a certain there's a certain, there's a certain beauty to it. Uh, at Sacred Heart, it's a little bit different. They they don't give you a piece of paper, but they tell you which classes to sign up okay. for. So you still have to go through all the paperwork of signing up. But okay. Uh, but in terms of electives, um, yeah, there are there are opportunities, especially at Sacred Heart, to um, dive deeper into different topics. Um, I know there's, I think there's a class this year about uh, Mariology, study the study oh, of sweet. Mary. Um, then there's just a bunch of other topics that will randomly pop up. I think uh, one of our teachers is going to be teaching a class on healing, hmm. which I'm, I'm actually very interested in. I'm going to try to see if I can get into that wow. class next semester. Wow. Uh, there are electives that are built into our schedule. I think you'll get about like two, three, four, maybe five electives. Okay. Um, and then there's different degree programs. There's a whole song and dance, but you okay. there might be other requirements that you might have to take if you're getting like an additional degree in a in addition to whatever degree. Yeah. Um, you know, you're getting at the at the seminary to to become a priest. Uh, so it's 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 very much kind of up to the person who's uh, you know up, up to the uh, you know the student the seminarian who's uh, who's taking those classes and you know at the bishop as well and the vocation director have a hand in that as well. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, know. that's his call. Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, but yeah, no, there are definitely opportunities to kind of dive deeper on different topics. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what I was wondering, like if there was something in particular sure. you wanted to. Um, as as we wrap things up here, there's something I wanted to 
chat with you about and ask you about is that I've noticed your time in seminary, it's it's all up with the big word is discernment. Yeah, it's a huge word. Yeah. It's a huge word. And I, I, I'm going to offer you, you know, my perspective and I want yours is I've noticed your discernment, not that it was weak at the start, but it's definitely, I've seen it stronger. I've seen you grow more comfortable with mm-hmm, it, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word, because I'm not trying to say you weren't comfortable, but it's mm-hmm. just become more part you're almost like you know like a uh, it's become a friend you know how friendships mature so mm-hmm. it's a more mature friendship for lack of a better word mm-hmm. more comfortable mm-hmm. can you speak to that a little bit where are you where, where are you feeling you're at with your discernment and maybe even to reflect back on your uh on your process yeah sure i think i've I probably mentioned this here a bit but i yeah. think i love i love talking about this but it's yeah. definitely like coming into seminary is a huge identity shock so it's yeah. like yeah you know because it's, it's kind of like you, you tell people that you're a seminarian and everybody treats you differently. Everybody yeah. from, from yeah. your, from your friends to your parents to like, it's everything just absolutely shifts and changes. Um, and kind of at the beginning, it's kind of a little, you know, it's like, Oh man, like, is this the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? So there's a lot of like opening for like definitely some spiritual attack, but, um, but just kind of like my experience, you know, kind of like coming in, I came into seminary with kind of a lot of that weight. It's like, Oh, like, what does it mean to be a seminarian? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's kind of, it's, you have that weight, but there's also a certain excitement as well. You know, it's oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Like there, there, it's certainly like, it's, it's not all like doom and gloom, but, uh, but yeah, certainly like through, throughout the years. And I think it's, it's so helpful too, is like journeying with other men who are, you know, taking this path as well, yeah. forming those friendships, you know, really building some really good friendships, yeah. uh, not only with seminarians, but with young priests as well. I actually just like a couple of days ago, I got, uh, we got dinner with a young priest and he was really sharing quite vulnerably, like what his ministry is like. Okay. Um, and just like, kind of like, you know, seeing that like, oh wow, like just seeing the beautiful friendships that, uh, I've cultivated throughout my time as a seminarian and, and just kind of like continual growth of intimacy and prayer and like more intentionality with, with prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's, it's definitely, I've definitely felt myself get more comfortable, but like we've said, it's not something that just, ca- there's not a fl- No, there's not flip. a switch. And actually I'm going, I'm thinking back to something, an analogy you've used before. It's like the seed, you know, that oh, you and you're yeah, growing really that And so I'm starting, I guess from my perspective, when I see you, I'm starting to see that tree mm-hmm. form and be more solid. Not that you weren't before, but yeah, I'm sure, saying sure, I'm sure. seeing it grow and it's just more comfortable, more stronger. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, it's a it's a beautiful thing to yeah, see. Yeah. No, you don't have to be completely comfortable with being a seminarian <laughs> to become a seminarian. Yeah. Yeah. Which is tr- so true. Exactly. And 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 if you're not struggling, you're not doing you're not yeah, doing it right. Yeah. Really, when you think about it, right? <laughs> true, I mean, if yeah. you if you if you're like say, oh, well, no, there are some people that know you know have it right off the bat. But I think for most of us, it's like it's a struggle at the yeah, start. It's, yeah. But it's it, there's a lot of beauty in the struggle, and there's yeah. a lot of growth through the struggle. So it's yeah. it's definitely been I I've it's, it's been very helpful for me to struggle through that. And, uh, yeah. it's been, well, it's been also good to have the support that I have while I struggle yeah. through it. So it's, it's really important to have, well, my family and my parents yeah. support is, is definitely crucial and very important, but also just supportive of, of, of friends as well. And, you know, not only my, my friends that I had before seminary, but friends that I've made in seminary. Yeah. Um, it's just really good to have all that support and both like humanly on a human level, just telling me that, you know, they're, you know, they support me, but also just on a spiritual level. Like it's so important to uh, continue to just like pray for seminarians and pray for new seminarians yeah. and, and everything. So yeah, keep us all in your prayers. Well, there you yeah. go. And we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll, uh, as you enter your second year and as the other seminarians, uh, continue on their path, we'll keep you all in our prayers. Thank you. Please do. Yeah. 
Well, uh, that wraps up uh, this episode of Father and Dad. As, as I've always said, there is no charge for Father and Dad, but we do ask one form of payment. If you like what you've heard, please tell two friends. Thank you for listening, and we'll be talking to you soon. He came down to earth from heaven, who is God and Lord of all, and his shelter was a stable, and his cradle was a stall.